Today we are going to speak on how to be led by the Holy Spirit for evangelism. Ever since Adam and Eve ate from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, there has been a battle between good and evil, claiming the hearts and souls of man. Satan or Lucifer is in absolute rebellion against God for throwing him out of heaven because of his evil. He now wants to hurt God by taking as many human beings whom he knows God loves so much down to hell with him. Now, there are two types of people on earth. The first type are those who know they need God and want to go God's way. People like Abraham, Noah, the prophets and the apostles. And Jesus was the most perfect example of those who kept God's commandments. In John 14, verse 31, Jesus says, But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. The second type of people, group, they feel they have no need of God. They set their own standards and laws. They are in rebellion against God because they can believe they can make it on their own. People like Cain, Nimrod and Esau. And the devil is the most perfect example of this. In Isaiah 4, verse 14, he said, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Now, these two types of people have continued to this day. And world thought has therefore taken on one of these two directions. Firstly, the root of those who believe in the one true God, known as the three persons in one, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And second, those who exalt man and not God the Creator. Humanism. And this leads to three phases. One, rationalism, meaning that man is reasoning and not depending upon God. And this leads to two, existentialism, existentialism, which through philosophical Thinking assumes that one is in charge of one's own life and destiny. And some philosophers even question the existence of God.
and this leads to the third area of searching for spiritual phenomena and the occult which leads to Satan worship and ultimately leads to the spirit of Antichrist. And right now in the West, we are already into the phase of extendulation and many are practicing occultism. And this is the same old humanism and man's reasoning was the same before Jesus came on earth with Protagoras, the Greek philosopher. He said, Man is a measure of all things. This is man trying to do the work of God. Protagoras introduced, influenced Plato and Aristotle in their thinking. And soon this man is God philosophy spread over this world, being well received by rebellious, proud hearts of sinful mankind. And this we are seeing happening around us, right around us today, now. So what did God do about it? Something happened to give this early humanism a powerful setback. Let's read Galatians 4 verses 4 to 7. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. So in the fullness of time, God sent his own son, Jesus, the son of God, appeared in human form and his life here on earth his death and resurrection shook the known world and the course of history was greatly changed why because a living relationship with Christ changed thousands of lives as the early church spread the gospel of the kingdom of God and many discovered that the only meaning to life was found in Christ and in Christ alone. In him alone is love and life everlasting. And the saving power of Christ reached the masses. And with ex this experience, the awful darkness that was introduced by humanism was lifted from man's mind and man became free in God. 
2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 explains it. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them who believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. Well, the glorious gospel of Christ did shine upon all the men that Paul and the apostles reached during that time. And here came the rise of the great greatness England. England sent thousands and thousands of missionaries out into the known worlds in Africa and Asia during this time. This is when England became great, known as Great Britain. Here we saw the height of culture, the invention of many good things, the greatness of art, beautiful buildings, beautiful everything, good education, high standards of living, good moral standards. And this was what happened when Christianity spread through England and Europe, making them great. Unfortunately, during the Renaissance period, humanism again appeared in human history. And people saw God as an interfering God, giving us commandments and laws to live by, while they wanted to make their own decisions instead. And this mindset began to grow and has grown till this day. Today, man has now turned his back on God and replace the law of Moses with ungodly laws instead. And I'm sure you have seen this on TV and heard it on radio yourselves. New Age movements, including elements of Buddhism, philosophy, Hinduism, and East Asian religions, spiritualism, and Freemasonry just to name a few, started to raise their style, it started to influence the many. And what is God doing about it now? Well, Jesus tells us plainly in Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then the end will come. This means Jesus is going to come back again and then he is going to rule in truth and righteousness and all goodness. Jesus is coming back. But before he comes back, he has a job for us to do. Mark 16, 15 and 20 says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. 
He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay their hands on their sick, and they shall recover. The Holy Spirit has promised to comfort us. The Holy Spirit will help us. And we will succeed, for the Lord himself will confirm our message of the Gospels with signs and wonders following. And this we also see around us right now. The power of the Holy Spirit coming upon godly people. And people are being healed as they pray for them. And it's happening more and more. As we preach the gospel, Jesus is right there with us, confirming his words to the lost with signs and wonders and healing miracles that follow each one of us who preach the gospel. Over and over again, the Lord is doing it. Every single time, Jesus is there to heal the sick and to confirm his message that Jesus is truly alive. Jesus is moving in every single meeting, no matter how small or large it is. And I've watched the Lord heal the sick. I've watched him set people free and bring them to salvation. This is why I can never stop preaching the word of God while I'm still alive on earth. And when you step out in faith and do the same, you will not want to stop either because you will see the truth of the word of God. And I believe that the state of the world today is the same as it was just before the first coming of Christ. And could the sinful state under that we're in now ushering Christ's second return? I believe he will. Now John the Baptist was the first forerunner of Christ. Matthew 3, 1-2 says, In those days... John the Baptist was preaching in the wilderness of Judea saying, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. I believe that as we preach the gospel message, we will see the Holy Spirit move in greater and greater ways. As the Holy Spirit moves more and more powerfully in healing miracles, in preparation for the greatest event in all history. The second coming of Jesus. We, you and I, are his forerunners now. The second coming of Christ. Let us run with this gospel. I was in Ghana, in Africa, at a pastor's conference. We all stood in a circle holding hands, praying. When suddenly the Holy Spirit came down upon us in power and revealed to us his heart for the lost. And he said these words, Who will stand before me? Who will go? I have given you my prophets. 
I have given you my Son. I have given you my Holy Spirit. But you are sitting in your houses while millions are going to hell. Why are you still sitting in your houses when people are dying under the evil one? Go. Go. Take up your cross and go out. Share my message and you will succeed for I will go with you. These pastors received this word literally. They did not waste a day. It was the 1st of December when they received this prophecy and by the 22nd of December these pastors had reached 200 churches for Jesus, many of them by bicycle. That was 10 villages reached per pastor in 20 days. That's how they moved out the African people. That's the way we should all do it. Let's follow the example. John 14 verse 12 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believes on me, the works that I do shall he also do, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. This verse is for us now in this age, because Jesus has gone to the Father. Matthew 9, 36 to 38 says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as a sheep with no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but laborers are few. Pray you therefore that the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. This is for now. As much now as it was then, the Lord has commissioned you and me to go out as laborers into his harvest. He has given us all we need through his Holy Spirit to accomplish his work. And we will succeed, for Jesus will go with us. We are on the winning side. It is impossible to lose because a battle is already won. Jesus won this battle on the cross. Let us go out and proclaim the victory we have in Jesus and Jesus will do the rest. People will be miraculously saved, healed, delivered in front of our eyes as Jesus does it. And if you have not yet received Jesus as Lord and Saviour, I think you need to make the decision today, even right now. If you'd like to receive Jesus as Lord, just say this prayer after me as a beginning of a changed life forever. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I choose to follow you now in truth and righteousness from this moment on. Thank you for forgiving me. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 
If you just said that prayer, it's the most important decision you've ever made. Get to know God in prayer. Buy yourself a Bible and read it. The Bible will train you in truth, righteousness and wisdom. Find yourself a believing Bible-believing church and join it. Get baptized in water to confirm your decision today. Tell others what you have done. And if you are sick, the Lord also wants to heal you. So lay your hand on your sickness or your pain. Simply say this prayer. Lord Jesus, please place your spiritual hand on my hand that I might be healed in Jesus' name. Start to receive your healing right now in Jesus' name. Many have been instantly healed just with a simple prayer over a radio. Jesus can do it. And if you're not healed straight away, do it every day, three times a day until you are healed. God always answers. The Africans taught me. God always answers prayer. Sometimes like a rocket, sometimes like a tortoise, but he always answers. And I have found that so true. Jesus has always answered prayer. He's always answered my prayer. He's always answered other people's prayers. And he will answer your prayer as well. Because God is a God of love. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There is the other way. Man cannot save himself. All man has to die one day. What will he do then? He can do nothing. But in the spiritual realm, he has to stand before God and give account for the life he led on life on this earth. If he did it his own way, he will surely go to Satan with the fallen angels because he's chosen that way. But if he has made a decision to follow Jesus, he can say, Lord, I know I cannot make it. I know I'm a sinner, but I gave my life to Jesus. It is through the grace of Jesus that people go into eternal life because they've become the family of God. And if you want to go to heaven, you've got to become part of God's family. Simply by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you become one of God's family. I am one of God's family, and I hope you will become one of God's family as well, if you are not already one of God's family with me. God loves you so, so very, very much. Make the right decision today if you haven't. God bless you. And I will now hand back to our host.
که رئیس دیشین از به برمان پیتنانیم از 